Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy. All you gotta do is trust me. Hey, brother, I said the N-word in my own sex tape. It's me, Johnny G. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabrus. Arthur, give him a shout out. He's not chatty today. Also joining me in the High and Mighty studios... Uh, a, a comedian, a podcaster, the Lord of Boards from the J Train podcast, Jared Freed. Jared, welcome to the pod, brother. Johnny G, <laughs> it is so. It, I can't tell you. I'm not sure if that intro was to fuck with me. Like I, I, I'm not even sure anymore, dude. It was it was kind of weird to do in person. It's even worse to do facing my computer. Well, no, no, no. Hold on, but you saw how I start my podcast. You don't. I I'm not sure if that's how you start it. Do you start that way every episode? One hundred percent. I didn't ask you on yours because I wanted to seem like I listened to a previous episode as well. Oh, but it's. I- your energy of your podcast, when I did it, I was like, well, this guy's got to do High and Mighty just to see the kind of fucking bullshit I bring. Dude, I... I that, that, is, is it, am I talking to, like, the clone of myself? This is crazy. You're looking at the darkest timeline version of yourself. You know? <laughs> like, like, right now, you're like, uh, I'm like uh, two two people to the left of you on the evolution of man chart. Dude. I'm like just crawling out of the fucking uh, <laughs> Neolithic pond. You, you know, I said this on my show, but I I'll, I got to repeat it. Like, there's so many people that have been like, you two got to meet. And, yes. and and see and I was I, I I agreed with that after you did my show. But, but doesn't that but doesn't that make you bristle immediately oh, when someone course. says like when oh you're gonna love this dude Mm-mm. and I'm always like when it's your non comedy friends when they're like oh you're gonna love my friend Mike that always means Mike is an asshole. I call it FTG mode. It's <laughs> fuck that guy mode. because 100% agree it's all I I think life is how you're introduced to people I think that like has a lot to do with how you are seen in the scheme of things and I call it FTG mode because it is a human thing like I I think admitting to it again before we got started we're talking about empathy the empathy I have for someone going Dude, you're gonna love J Train, and you're like J Train. Go that guy. Uh, what 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 kind of fucking nickname is that? As you're calling yourself John G, you know, like, yeah, right, you know, right. like as I, I'm literally like it's J Train. I scream. I'm the number one fuckboy. I have yeah. no right to say anything. But there but, is also the element of when someone says, "Oh, you're gonna love this dude," you're like, "Why is he like me?" Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, want yeah, anyone yeah, to yeah. be like me. And then it's like, there's so many fucking people but like us. At, 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 at that moment, you're like, but I'm a special snowflake. My mom always said I was handsome in a suit. Yeah. And 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 you're. It but is I'm a loud, funny white guy. Like, <laughs> I thought I was the only white, loud, what if, funny podcaster. What, what if we just are? This whole podcast is us just screaming. By the end, we're just going ah ah. Just who can get the loudest? <laughs> Screaming our Patreon URLs at each other at full volume. 
<laughs> no, I'm so happy to be here. It is because I, I, I'd never seen your intro. I didn't listen to the show, but I, and I know you don't take offense to that because I wouldn't take offense to it. And I'm speaking to myself right no, now. I, so, <laughs> but I, I, don't give a, I don't expect you to listen. I'm pumped you're guesting. I don't dude, care if you I, listen. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. But when I saw you doing the intro on Zoom, I, my, my jaw literally dropped. I was like, oh my God, we're the fucking same east coast west coast version like you're me if i got guy code like, yeah. <laughs> like, like and it's like now it makes me feel better at least like there can only now, be good one thing you did well good thing you didn't get guy code is what you're saying to yourself no I'm, as I, you look at it, it's just like it is a it's like you're the alternate 1985 and back to the future it's right it's I'm, the, I'm i'm biff with the almanac I'm like the fucking. I'm the Trump Biff. Yeah, that <laughs> Trump Biff is so funny. Yeah, it he is. is. He right? Like that's so weird that he just in that movie becomes Trump. He well, like opens up casinos and hotels and shit. I, I have had the thought uh, like recently, like about the alternate 1985. I used to say I have family from Detroit, and I used to say that Detroit kind of looks like the alternate 1985 because they had like these gaudy casinos. Like there's one casino called Greek Town. Because they have a large <laughs> Greek community, but it is, it is painted like the hackiest Greek restaurant in your hometown. <laughs> yeah. like it's a bright blue and white. It's like Acropolis Cafe in Lindenhurst. Is like <laughs> it's exactly what it looks like, but it's like a huge casino. So I would always joke because I love Detroit and I love my family from there. But I would always joke about how it kind of just looked like a take in the wrong direction. Now I feel like I'm living in the wrong direction of right. <laughs> of of a Delorean mistake. Yeah. Oh, America is currently the dark timeline from uh, Back to the Future. That yeah. Makes, wait, and by the way, are you drinking uh, iced coffee? Right of course. Now? How do you yeah. take your coffee? Now, now I, I have so many questions about you. Do you, do you, do you hug your pillow at night? Because I do. My girlfriend makes fun of me and is jealous of the pillow. Oh, I'm a side sleeper, but I sleep facing away from my wife, which is probably the... Uh, Very equivalent. similar. Yeah, yeah. We have a fucking dog in between us for the last like nine years. What so, kind of dog uh, do you have? I have a Boston Terrier. Like uh, that's a I don't cool to, dog. It's I, yeah. I enjoy that choice. Uh, I I'm not. See, the, the thing is, I'm not a dog guy. I uh, but I'm also a lazy guy. So that's yeah. the only reason I'm not a dog guy for like my whole so, life. Are you a cat guy? Because a cat is a lazy lazy man's pet. I, I'm I'm. Or you're too lazy for even a cat. <laughs> I'm too lazy for a cat, but I didn't. The, the cat facts that I find out, I'm always like, I get the like. I'm like, oh, a cat would work with me because I guess you just put out the the tray and it shits in the same spot. Every like, I've heard like my my knowledge of cats is that it's just like it's easy to do. Anyone who loves cat, I'm always like when someone's like, ah, I don't like dogs. I'm a cat guy, and I'm like, oh, what makes why? It's like, bro, you can like leave them for a full weekend. You don't have to do shit. And it's like, oh yeah. Well, then you're gonna love not having a pet at all. Like, yeah. If you, think, if you like Wait. having a cat, let me <laughs> let me, let me pitch you on nothing. <laughs> yeah, they they just got a pillow that purrs at them once a month and makes right. them feel better. Right. You know, like at least you just the got cat an loves annual. Me. An annual vet bill. That's all yeah, you really scooped at that point. <laughs> yeah. So we're now like, you know, Jess will always say to me, like, we should get a dog. And then we think of the apartment we live in. And then I, you know, act like a dog. So I'm like, you got me, you know, like that type of thing. But then, but Boston Terrier is just such a cool decision. Yeah, it's sort of like the thinking man's French bulldog. <laughs> it's like, because the Frenchie is like tacky. Okay. It's like kind of tacky to have a French bulldog. Now. It's also become like, like it, yeah, it, it got too popular. Like you, you'd have to talk about your French bulldog like a band that got too popular that went mainstream. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah f the, a French bulldog is like MGMT at this point. It's <laughs> like they they went mainstream, but also there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Uh, and then a Boston Terrier, sort of like slightly adjacent. And the only reason I got a Boston was, uh, trust me, as a lifelong Yankee and Giants fan, it's very mm. hard for me to have a dog from that's uh, spiritually a from Boston associated <laughs> with that is. 
That is the most <laughs> hilarious suburban white yeah. dude defense of your dog I've ever heard. Like, just go, no, 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 no. I know it's like your friend would be like, Boston. <laughs> exactly. Like, you had a. You Why'd had you a, go to a fucking Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> Arthur? You had. You had a a Boston excuse in the chamber, which I appreciate. Because if I if I had like a New York collie, I don't even know if there's a New York dog. I would have a friend being like New York. I I used to I my one friend had a girlfriend, and I used to I went to Penn State, so I would wear a Penn State hat, and they went to Ohio State, and the girlfriend used to oh every time I wore the hat, she would go ew, ew ooh ew to my Penn State hat. I'm like. It's enough already. We know each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> she was doing ill, ill, ill about the rivalry and not about the legend of Joe Paterno. <laughs> that didn't even... No, 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 no. That didn't even... She's like, ew, gross, Penn State. You're like, yeah, I know, but it's my alma mater. She's like, no, not that. We're rivals. You're like, what? <laughs> that level of depth would have been relieving for me to hear. Like, I, that she actually had thought that out. Like, for her, <laughs> right, it was like... Right. it. It What annoyed me most was how surface level that conversation is for two people like this is one of my good <laughs> friends like we should have more to talk about right off the bat you know like well it that's where you get into like in-law territory it's like once you have to like talk to your father-in-law about the Packers or whatever his team is Ooh. you just get to that thing where you're like well I guess for the remainder of my relationship with my wife, <laughs> I will be talking about the Packers when I interact with my father. Like, oh. you know, old people just get locked on one thing or one connection they have sure. with you. I helped my uncle, like, do construction uh, a few winters and summers on Long Island. And one time he had me paint the inside of closets. Mm. And I was like, really? Why am I doing this? It could just be, like, raw inside the closet. No one's opening it. And then even the homeowners were like, why'd you paint the inside of the closet? And that was... 1999 maybe 2000 <laughs> and it comes up every time i see this uncle he'll get like half in the bag he's like johnny i made you paint the closets in the house in levittown <laughs> that is and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> it's like i'm on television talk well, to me about that like, yeah. you have so much more to connect with me There's about. More <laughs> well i i always say this about what we do is that we encounter like a thousand more variables a day than the average person. Yes. Wow. I, I, I've always just phrased it as other people are boring, but this <laughs> is the right. Yeah. This is again this is the, the nice empathetic way, of way to because yeah. like, like I listen. I had a desk job. I I used to sell life insurance, and I would go into an office every day. And it is like it's there is a you know you'll have like three month stretches where it's gym in the morning, work, coffee at three, get out of work meet up with friends, talk about the same bullshit, go home, go to sleep, repeat. And I understand, because I, I didn't notice it until I started doing like a meet and I would go like say hi after shows and take pictures. And yeah. most for the most part, people are like, hey, that was amazing, good to meet you, whatever. But then every now and again, there would be a guy that just like didn't know how to handle this <laughs> interaction <laughs> this interaction because it was just so far away from like the normal stream of their life so like i remember there was one time i opened for uh, a comic at a casino in connecticut and i'm opening for him and i remember like he had a sold out show and i'm and i'm w kind of like we're like he's taking pictures and i'm in the wings kind of like hanging and anyone who comes to me i go you know say thank you whatever this one dude, and this is me being very empathetic. So he, this one dude goes to take pictures with him, and he's drunk as fuck. And he goes, hey, you the opener. Get over here. So now, like, in, in, in ex, an extension of him seeing someone that he's a fan of, he's also now pulling in a, another variable of a guy he just saw. And, and we go to take the picture, and the guy just takes his butt cheek and puts it on my thigh and farts directly into my thigh. <laughs> like, 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 he was close enough. It felt like, you know how, like, you can feel the reverberations from, like, a subwoofer? It oh. felt like he <laughs> shot the fart into my thigh, into my, my thigh. 
and it gave I, you a muscle spasm. <laughs> your dude, quad I'm, started. I'm like, not <laughs> even like, like I just you saw it all happening, and I remember like he and he looks at me, he's like, uh, 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 and I'm like, and like now we're taking a picture in his. I was like, did you just fart on me? And he, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, man, because I, I I guess like he's like you know funny farts. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> like, like that. Now I'm even more insulted. That's what I do. Like he came away with it. Like, oh man, fart guy was pretty good. Then the you know headliner, and so then I remember like we're Tate, and then I just took it. Like I, I like we took a picture in his <laughs> fart, and it stunk like like we had to like move for the next picture to be taken, and I just remember like you know I don't think that that guy's uh, you know a a Harvard grad, but I also don't right, think right. he's a complete, like that guy has a family probably and like lives his life now. Not think I'm thinking of this a thousand times more than he's ever thought it about. Right, 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 right. And I just had this moment where I'm like, yeah, he, he thought that was proper. <laughs> like, yeah. like, well, dude, I, I, the fact that I'm a self deprecating, like all, all my sense of humor is like making fun of myself. Yeah. Let's fucking, Absolute online freaks or in-person freaks just come up to me and be like, I'm a fat fuck too, yeah. just like you, you piece of fucking trash. And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, my ego can handle it when it's coming from me. <laughs> like, uh, dude, I don't, I don't I, need you coming up to me and going like, hey, what are you going to get stoned and eat your own fucking <laughs> sneaker later, you fucking dump truck piece of shit? And you're I've, like, Jesus that, Christ. Dude, I have such a connection to that because I talk a lot about like weight stuff and like how it's always on. <laughs> my mind and right. people come up to me you're not that fat like you're chubby and i'm like you've just made it a thousand times worse like you're like fine like like and i'm like can and i now i know when those interactions are coming so they like if someone's like <laughs> like i almost turn into this like insult jujitsu master because like oh i'm a fucking i i'm the master of the judo of just like, it's about you now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but keep going. Sorry. <laughs> it got you, me worked up because you know I know exactly. I mean? I'm like, but, but, I know yeah, where this just... is going. Yeah. <laughs> you see someone like I see it in my mom. Sometimes my mom, like <laughs> my mom, sometimes they'll be like, uh, um, you ever have that? Like my mom, like will give a like will go around the table telling people what we're thankful for, and, <laughs> or like a Thanksgiving, like something stupid like that. And I just see my mom revving the wheels, like she you know, like those old Hot Wheels. She's like backing it up, tick I'm like, just say love and health and family. Just say health and family, and then she'll go. You know, it's good to be healthy. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, health and family, health and family. You know, like, you know, just like get in front of her. My big one is always like some girls like, uh, you remind me so much of my husband or my boyfriend. And I love you for that reason. And then they're like, there he is right there. And it's just like a fucking, it's like a roadie for a metal band it's always just like some huge dude with like a fucking anthrax beard and like he's 400 pounds and i'm like and he's like and he's got like fucking gloves on or some weird shit and and, and i'm like okay all yeah. right I'm like, I we're not exactly the same do you do, do you do the thing where i what i've done to like try and preserve my own uh sanity <laughs> I have convinced myself that anyone that says anyone that someone thinks that looks like me has strong eyebrows. So yes. I just go. So I in my I just say what I don't care how like they could be wheeling someone over from the show My Six Hundred Pound Life, and I would go, <laughs> No, we got we both got eyebrows. <laughs> you know, oh, like, that's what I always say, like, oh, why is he a big... Th I, like, spin it to, like, why is he a big, thick, white guy with a beard? Like, I'm yeah. immediately, like, I'm big and thick. I'm not fat. Like, this fucking guy, okay? I could bench 300 fucking pounds for reps. It's called... It's like, let go of me, man. I just came to your meet and greet. It's, like, it's called... <laughs> like, oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, it's called owning the narrative. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let go of me like yeah yeah yeah. it is um, <laughs> screaming in someone's face dude it is it's tough to be because then it's it, what ends up being is like 
Yeah, I'm sensitive. Like I've t- I've been told that by my parents my whole life. You're you're I've so. I've been told sen- that by my wife today. Today, I'm sensitive. You're being so sensitive. Like, yeah. and you have to like again, like on the su- like what you're saying is so right with like on the subject of being self deprecating. Like I'm even self deprecating about the sensitivity that I have. Yeah. Like I, I know I'm a bitch. Please yeah. stop, stop exacerbating the situation. Exactly. Uh, wait, jumping back to what you said because it really stuck with me that we have thousands of interactions and then like that's how i feel is like i get stuck talk i always get stuck talking to like a friend at a part and they're like uh yeah have, have you seen this movie and you're like yes actually and i was on three podcasts this week talking <laughs> for an hour about it because yeah. it, uh, the joker came up on the three different things i did that week and they're like yeah, I kind of liked it. And I'm like, oh, my God, do I, how deep do I need to go in this person? <laughs> it's, it's really funny because then what you end up doing is you end up doing the prepared bits. Like, right. I, I, you know, like you've already you've already like kind of like, um, you know, like softened that stone. You've already taken the original <laughs> thought, like his thought of like, yeah, the Joker's kind of cool. You've gone from that to... The Joker is a representation of our society. To, like you have a whole made <laughs> right. out point. So I I do understand you're you're completely right because then it becomes your it feels like you're performing for this person and then you end up leaving the party and you're going man I am such a narcissistic piece of shit <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even let that guy talk I already had I a worked out bit to do for him and it's like the worst the worst is as a comic you know you always want to give credit you don't want to like steal valor yeah. so like I'll be I'll be at a party talking to like my wife's friend from work they'll bring up something and I'll go like Actually, like my friend Ben Rogers said, like I have to credit the guy who was on the podcast with me. And now I'm in so deep and they're like, who's this guy? And I'm like, well, he's not really a comic you would know, but he's my friend. And he had this very funny thought about this movie that I want to convey. And I'm like, why am I even, I could just steal this. It's not, I'm not on a podcast currently. I don't have to go. Did you see Jared's tweet? As if there's going to be a trashing John Gabris podcast. Look at, he's stealing it at weddings. (laughs) Right. Stealing it, he stole the bit at a bar mitzvah. I got witness accounts. You know? Hannibal Hannibal Burris's next special mentions me, and I get taken down. First Bill Cosby, now yeah. Gabrus, just for stealing jokes at parties. John Gabrus, you know the the wedding the wedding singer we all call him because he steals bits for wedding and sings them the whole time. Yeah, uh, the mens the mencia of matrimony. <laughs> This is why you're great, man. This is the thing. You are a professional talker. So right. I, I, I Well, that's what I I say that to my wife all the time when I'm like she's like uh like I'm she's like I'm like that person is so annoying. They're like, "No, she's really nice." I'm like, "No, they're so boring." They say like and I I because I'm also like constantly mocking people or bust, getting my balls busted for things. I'm so hyper aware of people's tics and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, personality yeah. traits and like, "Oh, if my cousin always says the last three words you're saying and then goes yeah like you know he's like oh yeah 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 yeah." like i register that and i can't unsee it because i'm so good at like picking up on (laughs) something to riff with but when it's someone that you can't riff with i'm just like i leave and i'm like your fucking uncle constantly says am i right man and goes up for a fucking fist bump and it's like it's a psychopathic behavior and she's like you're the only one who notices that (laughs) i'm like i'm starting to get that I, I, uh, what you just said is like, cause I just moved in with my girlfriend two months ago. So impeccable timing. (laughs) I I know this, this is what I do. I was like, wait, can I start my own LLC and move and take on tenants in my old apartment at the same time during a pandemic? Can't wait. Should I move but, in with my girlfriend and make sure that we're, neither of us are allowed to leave the house for 90 straight days? <laughs> You're on a reality the, show. The feedback we've got, I, I'm, I'm living a reality show. I, I, I've gotten... Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten a lot of people being like, well, if you're good with this, you guys are good. Like a lot of that, right. which is nice to hear. And I think we're good. I'm looking back and she's she's making a turkey sandwich. But I uh, <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I think 
I, I know this I know this setup very well. I'm screaming about how annoying an uncle is while my wife is like on a conference call with her real career in the other room. <laughs> well, th- this is what I'm talking about. Sometimes I, what you're saying that that discussion of like where you care so much because you're like, no, what I, I this is what I do. I care about stupid things. Like, yes, I professionally <laughs> talk to people and find weird things and hone in on them to see how weird they can possibly be. And I can't do that with your uncle because I think he's just drunk and repetitive. A- and you can't explain it to your wife because she's like, just let it go. Fair enough. I wish I could let anything go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, that's not how this whole thing works. It starts at... Your uncle sucks, and then <laughs> it moves to you ever meet someone who has to fist bump you every fucking time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and then they do it too hard, and now I'm walking around with callous knuckles, and I'm avoiding <laughs> the one doorman in our building. Like I, I was talking to her the other day. We have a doorman that, like, he has to fist bump you. Even a pandemic didn't, like, and now she's saying he wears gloves. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and, you need to... When he when he goes puts the fist bump up, you need to stop, reach into your pocket, take out a glove, put it on, and fist bump him in the most like, ugh, okay. Mo- oh, I had a feeling you were Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hard to argue with, pal. That, that, that would be like out of Family Guy for the Jewish guy. What's his name that owns the pharmacy? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mort. Uh, that would be Mort's move <laughs> in that scene. But And especially because this guy, the doorman, he's a former Marine. So, like, you can't turn down a fist bump from a former Marine. Like, that's, like, no. against the rules. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like, I think it's like the 11th Amendment or yeah. something like that. Like, you I mean, must fist bump. You have to say Semper Fi and fist bump. <laughs> he has a Semper Fi sticker on his car. I, look, he's... <laughs> He's legitimately like it, it, I feel like he'd be like, oh, so we kneel for the flag, don't we? You know, like, yeah. like oh shit, you're, you're, what happened? Like, <laughs> you've got me in a spot because we're supposed to be talking about how football and swimming, which is another insane thing that we have in common, it's is that cr- this weird Venn diagram of playing high school football and being on the swim team in high school, which is a very small... I think... I thought I was the only one for a while, but again, just like comedy, I thought I was the only white straight man with a podcast, <laughs> and then turns out... Surprise, surprise! <laughs> Let me introduce you to your, your aunt's nephew. <laughs> Like, Wait, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her, her other nephew. With another, oh, my cousin. Yeah, your cousin. I don't know why. I, man. Your aunt's nephew, it's like, whoa. It's uh, like the fucking end of Annihilation. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's fun about finding out how much we have in common is now that I could be so specifically jealous of some of your successes, which is going to be great for me in the long run. Is like I'll see like your Patreon followers, and I can like take that to heart and be upset about it. And well, shit. Listen, I could really internalize a lot of stuff now. We're gonna have fun in a lot of audition rooms together. Yeah, if, if you it's gonna really- be me, you, Gimberling, Mike Mitchell, the whole crew <laughs> the is whole, together. Yeah, just a whole. <laughs> crew of white dudes who scream just like white dudes who look like the angry guy from a football team just all hanging out you got some fraternity brother auditions back 15 years ago and now you're just waiting to settle into racist sheriff it's like i don't even know know what i look like anymore i've got a fucking gave myself a fucking mullet i i'm not i'm uncastable how did did you do that your wife do that I did it, and my wife like cleaned up my neck. See, I just did like with manscapers. Shout out to podcast advertisers. <laughs> is my all, I don't have clippers in my house. All I have is this unopened fucking pube trimmer. And I'm like, well, let me get. I mean, I opened it and used it, of course. Like I said in the ad when they advertised six months ago. But well, <laughs> well the it is what now we're connecting on another level of laziness, where using the same clipper for your pubes that you did your head, and not really. Admitting to it or caring. Yeah, well, as long as you do your face first. That's what I, <laughs> I do face, armpits, then pubes, and then that way I, and then I do not wash anything and just put it back in my. 
<laughs> I, the time, the time washes all. Yeah, it's like cor- I leave it out in the sun. Yeah, that, you're good. <laughs> that kills my face crabs that I now I, have. <laughs> I love that my girlfriend only heard my side of the conversation and still said ew. She was like ew. Yeah, I was like. like Babe, you, if you think I'm gross, listen to this episode. When I, well, we won't, but... <laughs> you should hear West Coast me. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you calling me West Coast, because literally everyone here calls me East Coast. Oh, you're the... Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's another L.A. thing that happens a lot. Um, my biggest fear is moving... <laughs> is moving... <laughs> You have to know this guy. I there's there's a not this guy, but this type of guy. There's this type of person that moves to LA and they are New Jersey Nate or Boston Bob or yeah. New York uh, Nancy. Like their whole persona <laughs> is the East Coast. And I I only notice it cuz like in New York it's like you're just another person from the East Coast and like LA people like you could play the, you know, you could have the long blonde hair and be, you know, I guess. But it just doesn't happen this way. It feels like a, it only happens from the flight. Like, you're like, I'm going in to L.A. And, that, like this, and, and then all of a sudden you're like, I guess everything happens with me talking about the East Coast now. Right. Well, it is one of those things like when you, I'm from Long Island, but when you live in New York City, I'm not more New York than anyone. That, you know what I mean? I mean, if anything, you're less. people. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm less than like 85. Maybe there's a bunch of people from the Midwest who move there for work or whatever. But I'm not, I don't feel like a New Yorker when I live in Brooklyn because the 80 year old guy who makes my fucking deep fried calzone yeah. is fucking New York to the fucking core. Is like parents were born in Bensonhurst or whatever. But then you come to LA and it's just like, they're like, Gabrus is like a fucking dock worker from Brooklyn. It's like, well, no, I, my, my, my mom's a nurse. Well, like, there, I, you know. there is the guy that like you're. You're doing, you know, you're doing yourself, but there is a version of the LA, the person that moves to LA that just uh, like assumes the the character of the guy who works at the Italian sub shop, like for some oh. reason. And I'm like, how did that happen? You do you think this is like your career move? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is, whether it's age wise or like b- the distance from home. People's hometowns become. In New York, you see it a lot too, with, especially with like sports uh, on Sundays yeah. and Saturdays of college football. But in LA, I think it's even more because it's so many transplants that live here and so many people from all over. There's this weird like fucking, I'm from Chicago and you I, know it because I have a fucking Bears hat <laughs> and a Walter Payton jersey yeah. on as I'm at the fuck, like dropping my kids off at school in, in fucking March. This happened in college <laughs> too because when I went to Penn State, I remember, like I don't have a Boston accent. Like you'd have to really like search for it on me. Like I say rum instead of room. Like that's probably as yeah, yeah. Boston accent as I get. But there was always, this happened in my college, but I think it happens at every college is someone from the Boston or the greater Boston area goes, like I went to Penn State, this guy, I remember I met him the first day and he had an accent. I go, oh, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from, you know, whatever town. I go, cool, nice to meet you. And we like had a cool conversation. Then like three months later, everyone's like, yo, Boston! Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now that's I found a lane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I found a fucking lane <laughs> in college. He's dressed as like the 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 Celtics mascot. Like he's like <laughs> yeah, he's got he's, the old Patriot <laughs> uniform on yeah, with the fucking <laughs> tri corner hat and shit. Yeah. And, it, and I was like, what happened to you? Like you, all of a sudden he's like come back in this new revamp of his personality. It, it yeah. happens that that way too. But yeah, I in in college I lived with all Staten Island and Long Island guys. Mm. Yeah. I, sophomore junior and senior year just ate fucking so i was like my accent was radicalized like it was already trash from my uh uneducated uh parents and then like living with staten with like the most uh, i'm comfortable with the most gweed fucking dudes you've ever met like a guy who my roommate was named salvatore and he gave haircuts to every uh, uh I mean, every italian and black dude on campus he gave everyone fades shape ups tape ups and those are the only, and those were the three haircuts he could give was a fade a shape up and a tape up that's the first <laughs> idea you have for salvatore in the movie and then everyone goes it's a little too much yeah. you, you know like oh he'll be well, a barber and <laughs> salvatore and then they'll go no 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 that's a little that's a little kind of like on the nose, don't you think? <laughs> Dude, my roommate cut hair and the, co- 
what you had to pay him in was one pack of parliaments. I love that. That's not the fucking most New York shit you've ever heard. I just love (laughs) that he's living on that currency. Like he was like, these cost $15 a pack. (laughs) Yeah. It's good enough. A pack of PLs for a fucking shape up. And, and we're talking about the kind of guides that get their hair cut every Friday, you know, that go tanning, that work out. So every Thursday night, he was running through haircuts to get enough cigs to get, like, our whole house through the weekend. It's like a prison fucking... <laughs> I love that. I, I, I genuinely... Like, I had, like, in my fraternity, I had, like, a, 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 a segment of people from Scranton. And I didn't know oh, what Scranton, yeah. I didn't know what Scranton was before I went to Penn State, and then I realized that like Scranton's like Luxembourg of Pennsylvania, like it's its own thing. And <laughs> I I remember it was so great because you know Scranton is like kind of like that like blue collar town that takes its loves telling you for they're from Scranton. They have their own accent. You know a tray they call it a tray of pizza, not like a you know, you don't go get a large pizza, you get a tray of pizza, whatever. So yeah. we had, in my fraternity, we had this segment of guys that were from Scranton. And the best thing that ever happened to our fraternity was that the office came out and we got given this joke to fuck with our friends where it was like, <laughs> we would always say, when they thought of the wasteland of America, the worst town, the most boring town, <laughs> they thought of you. And that was like a gift from the comedy, like ball busting gods is now we could make fun of them because they had such pride. And I think that's like the best person to make fun of is the one that has a false sense of pride. And you can kind of like oh, try and sure. bring them down to earth. Like My favorite shit is that is someone who attaches their personality so much to something that gets later ruined by some sort of piece of pop culture or something else where it's like dudes who just love Tom Brady and they're like Boston Tom Brady. And then it's like he's got a MAGA hat. He's moving to Tampa. He he puts sunshine on his butthole. He kisses dudes on the lips. And it's like avocado ice cream. Like Sully can't be like, that's my boy anymore. Like it, it. it just added – what's beautiful about that is it just adds a little seed of doubt. That's all you needed. Yeah, right. All you need is – and that's the needle point. That's where you dig at. That's the scab you pick at to all your fucking I mean, mass hall friends. Yeah. Not, not to like <laughs> segue this into a plug, but this is why I, I, I love talking about charcuterie boards because like someone asked me today, they're like, why do you yell about charcuterie boards? I was like, because the people who make them are so confident – that they did a good job, and when when it, the reality is you don't need any formal education, you don't even need to know how to turn on an oven to make a charcuterie <laughs> board. You could legitimately just go buy stuff and put it on a tray, and, right, and people right. go, whoa. So that's why people are so cocky with theirs. They're like, look at how great I did mine, and then I just like finding the one thing on it where I'm like, this is the thing I'd be talking shit about at your party. <laughs> And and because Wait. I'm talking shit about it, everyone's talking shit about. It. Dude, the fact that charcuterie boards, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna DM you. I'm gonna DM you some photos, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but for real, my wife and I are we're fucking amateur board. I wouldn't call ourselves. I wouldn't call myself a board lord. Be, care- be careful. Are, but we're fucking board. We're board barons over here. Yeah. My wife. My wife puts together insane. Char- I- I'll send you some you pictures. Have to send we, we go deep. We have quince paste and fig jam on, and a fresh honeycomb on every uh, cutting board. We have we have eight cutting boards hanging up in our kitchen for that's options. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> like that's like walking into the Boston Garden, seeing the jerseys <laughs> up in the. I'm rafters. married to like. Like the queen of white women. Like, oh, you know, I she's just that. like, yeah, she's like hosting. We're talking mason jars, Edison bulbs, I, all the fucking shit you could imagine. She's just a human Etsy just walking <laughs> yeah. around. I, yep. I, I, I love that. We got though. married on a farm. We got married on a farm. In, In what we year? Were, Early adopters. That's why I was glad you asked, Jared, because I was ready. <laughs> my my brother, right yeah. there, dude, backing me up. Two thousand and eleven. That's very early. early. That's, that's very early. That is right, like two years before it became cliche. You're right yeah. at the. That's the thing with like jokes. I remember. I never thought about. I think 
so, I, a comic I uh, told me they're like the thing about jokes is like there's a moment where you're especially if you're broad and you like to do broad humor. There's a moment you're ahead, you're ahead, and then f- in half a second you're behind. And in a, it's a hack. In you don't. Need, it's a hack. It, the sun goes down, it comes back up, and something is absolutely hack. And it's been killing for years. Totally. And, and, I, <laughs> and I, I see it all the time online because someone will send me, like I like to post tweets on Instagram. I just think it's a great way to like get you know people to follow your account. And right. that now there there's like a community of people who started as tweets on Instagram people that are now doing stand up. And it, it makes me hate them because, again, right, right. it's, it's again, back to FTG mode. It's like someone will send me something like, did you write this? I'm like, yes, yeah, seven years ago. Like, like, <laughs> like, I wouldn't write it today, you know? Like, right. So that's the same for the, like, having the wedding on the farm with the mason jars and the, and, and the lights and everyone, and then everyone doing sparklers. You're like, yeah, you were ahead at some point. Right. Uh, but like my, my wife always points at that too. It's like people who get mad at that shit. It's like, oh, they copied me. It's like, well, where'd you get the idea? They're like, a magazine. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah the magazine is like, where, I mean, someone has to be ahead. Someone has yeah. to be. I, yeah, we were we were cutting edge adjacent. Like yes. after us, we, yeah. But at the same time, hindsight where now we look at our wedding photos and all the bridesmaids are in cowboy boots. We're like, <laughs> Fuck, so many people have since done this shit. <laughs> Dude, it's the same with wedding entrances. Remember when people were like, okay, you're going to team up with your other person in the wedding party. You guys need to create a dance. That was fun like one time. And then right. by the fifth time, I'm like, okay, let me go to my notes. I got like 30 uh, different choreographed dances. I remember like... <laughs> There was one time where my friend's fiance, they were getting married, and he, she was like, emailed us all, like, okay, so if you guys want to bring props, and I was like, no, I'm fucking out. I'm, I'm walking in, Dude. I'm waving. I was like, that's it. And then, there, then it, became, it like almost like folded over on itself. There'd be the guy that was too excited to do his entrance. <laughs> and you're like, like, everyone would think that would be us as comics, but it's always the most annoying fucking dude. Like, this is like his chance to get laid at the wedding via his like fun jump he does. And you're like, oh. Uh. It's it's a it's a nightmare. Nothing gets my fucking uh, hair on my neck standing up like someone who's like, "All right, guys, now let's do something funny." Yeah. When it's not, co- especially you're a groomsman. I'm sure the situation has arrived. You're the one professional comic groomsman because it's college buddies or friends from home yep. or whatever, and you're there, and everyone's like, "You know, it'll be funny," and you're and they're like. Bro, do you have any ideas? You're like, here's my idea. Don't do any comedy at this part of the wedding because it's a fucking wedding, and I am funny, and I'm not gonna do anything. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I'm come- not gonna try to be funny, and I am objectively. People who are strangers have said that I'm funny. No one has said that about you, pal. Trust me, we don't need to pretend to catch a football and tackle a bridesmaid to demonstrate that we're fucking funny. Can you imagine doing the, you know, the stone cold stunner on some woman in the middle of the dance <laughs> floor? Just like, no, it's funny. That no, you're you're totally right. And also, what they don't understand is the bar is higher for us. When you walk, it is incredibly way more embarrassing for us to do something in the moment. We're like, do something funny because then everyone goes, oh, there's the comedian. Oh, he he wants to make the wedding about himself. Like you're in a position, <laughs> right, right? Where you're an asshole. Like you, there's no other way. Like I. I like this happens all the time to me, and I I always look like I'm miserable, and I'm like I'm not miserable. This is just not a classy <laughs> move. I can be classy and funny, can I? Like so, the I best, went. Go ahead. So the best the best version of that is since the comedy expectation is low at these weddings, is I've been an officiant three times, and I've been the best man and gave a speech three times, See, uh, six six different weddings. I absolutely <laughs> decimate like you absolutely crush but i've got i i've gone to a wedding at the same location a year later and one of the fucking waiters go hey didn't you give a speech oh here last God. year and i was like yeah they were like we talk about that all the time and i'm like yeah it was like a b minus set for me Dude. but in the theme of a wedding and if you're touching on top of it like you're and which as i know based on our fucking uh 
connection, our deep spiritual connection, and our our empathy bones. You know, I know you're fucking gonna give a sweet toast that's gonna be funny, and we have that power. And just wielding that on fucking a stranger's well, uncle is like the most powerful feeling in the world. This it's is just like, you're exactly <laughs> right because it's uh, uh, uh it, it is the the personification. I think that's the word of the expectations versus reality. So yes, it, yes. It, because you, it's the crystallization of it all. It's where and, and it's where the fucking road meets the rubber. Because here. Yeah. that's where the difference is. What you're saying, you're being asked to make a speech. That then, okay, I will make it funny because I'm being asked to make the speech. In the position of, you know, go dance on the dance floor while before we bring out the husband and wife. That is you taking the spotlight off of someone in a position where you're not asked to take the spotlight. Exactly. I want to do that by accident. I want to steal spotlight by accident or you intentionally give me the uh, the spotlight and I fucking run with it. This is exactly the point. Like, like I... I've been asked, like, you should go, like, when I was single, people were like, you should go on The Bachelor because I love it so much. And I was like, first of all, everyone on The Bachelor is um, Captain America coming out of the machine, and I would look obese. Like, I would look legitimately (laughs) against the backdrop of these men. But also, it would say Jared Freed, comedian. And it's like, there is no way that I could be funnier than the title of comedian. It's all in the right. setup. And, and so when you come up and they go, and our good friend John is going to be officiating the wedding, you're not comedian John Gabris is going to come up. No, it's my friend John is going to say a few words. And now you're in a position where they go, oh, the friend's coming up. <laughs> and it's like, now you get, it is as if someone took a, a you have like a fungo bat and they're just lobbing a, a, <laughs> right. a softball from behind you for you to fucking wail on. And it's like... And the expectation is like so low and you can dominate so high. It's sort of like roughhousing with like a 98-pound guy that you <laughs> then learn is an MMA fighter. Yes. Where you're like, all right, pal. Like when you're friends, you're like, all right, well, we're rough. And all of a sudden he's like, you're like, okay, okay, you know what you're doing. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah, he's doing it with his uh, pinky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, this happens... The best for- Go ahead. I love this shit. Sorry. At 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 the wedding where I at one of the weddings where I crushed uh my friend they were like, "All right, so we're going to have uh the best man speech and then the maid of honor speech." Is like the wedding planners going like that and I go, Ooh. "I hate to say this, but I should go second. <laughs> she was like, and the wedding planners like, "Well, we were kind of thinking." And I was like, "No. Just tr- trust me, she doesn't want to go after me." <laughs> I wrote that this. Is, I'm a professional improviser. I tried hard here. <laughs> that's hilarious because it's again all in how people view you. That per the, whoever's the maid of honor, she doesn't know the favor you did for her. Like I, and 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 also it sounds like you're being misogynistic. It sounds like you're being and it's like I mean, so no, I could, just host. I've just run comedy shows, like you know, like yeah. I've just been on comedy shows. It's like I'm not following fucking. Uh, Louis C.K. I gotta no. stop following Louis C.K. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm his opener. <laughs> Man, your your go-to comedy reference needs a needs to be updated. I'm on the Red know, State I, Comedy I, I, Tour with yeah. fucking Louis. <laughs> I don't follow Louis C.K. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill Cosby. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Chris Delia. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. This is going to keep going down the line. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, don't cancel me, please. Please. Uh, I, I, I'm touring with Kevin Spacey. He's trying comedy now. I'm doing... I, I, Jeremy Piven's giving me 10 grand of the 15 grand he gets for a meet and greet over Zoom. I, I mean, what? I'm writing punch-up for fucking Jeremy Piven's 15K Zooms. How about that? how that became a story? You, you're familiar with that story? Yes, of I course. I love that that's a story because it it is hilarious because, you know, Jeremy Piven is giving a number that makes him want to do it. It's not that he thinks he deserves 15 grand, yeah. but when you write it in a title of an article, Jeremy Piven wants 15 grand. Right. It is the most embarrassing thing because I would say to someone, like I had someone... Uh, someone's dad was like, my son's a huge fan and emailed over my website. And I was like, I, and I, I, I remember I legitimately was like this. He wanted me to do 45 minutes over zoom. And I was like, I am 
not like I, I love I listen, I'm so excited that you want me to do this, but I and, and I was like, I either tell him I'll do it for 10 grand. Like I, it, that was my thought. I was like, or you know, and I, I had an initial thought where I was like, 10 grand. I that will make me feel better about losing my I would soul. Hate, I would hate to have to do this. But if you're telling me I could take care of rent and get a little closer to a fucking down payment on a house, I'll fuck. I've done worse for less. Let's do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and but then he was like, he was saying how big of a fan his son was, and I'm yeah. like, so I'm basically getting paid ten grand for this son to like see me a different way for, for the right, son right, right. for this fan to see me see me for the real person that I actually am for how unfunny I actually am. And now is that worth it? And that's when you start to be like, well, maybe I don't even want ten grand. Fuck this kid because he's gonna just not like me after this. so that exactly that was the conclusion i came to and i was like so i actually made a video a one minute video i would make on cameo just being like hey man happy birthday i sang happy birthday i made a joke yeah. about how i would rather jump off a building than do a 45 minute zoom show for you and your dad and and i go and i wrote back to like my manager being like send this over you know <laughs> whatever like and it was probably the it's just so funny that i was like I was one inch away from making the Jeremy Piven decision where I'm a total fucking douche, like where I could right. be seen as a, like you understand what I'm saying, but I'm like. I, yeah, but if on paper that just makes you like, who the fuck does this J train think he is? <laughs> yeah, brutal, brutal. <laughs> right, right. And then, the fucking, that's definitely something uh, your peers, like your your guys you consider your pals from the comedy scene are texting each other the second the headline comes out it's like this motherfucker thinks he can get 10 g's yeah. for singing happy birthday on zoom he can go fuck himself so like i i it's just so funny we are all like all of us you me everyone living right now again back to empathy are one inch away from being this like headline of an asshole <laughs> like oh my god dude yeah it's like Anything can happen to anyone. And I, I'm not even talking about fucking cancel culture. I'm just like, you could fucking make a left when you were supposed to make a right and end up on a fucking, in any situation in the, these days. In the alternate 1985. So back to weddings, I had a friend who, um, he he's one of my good friends from college. I'm like a year, two years into doing stand-up, and he's the best man in the wedding. And we're at like one of those big Italian weddings, like legitimately talking about one way right or left this is like one of those situations because <laughs> he comes up to me he goes we're at the wedding and it's like one of these big italian weddings you know where they have like the uh the happy hour the the cocktail hour that's actually like more than the meal yeah where well that's the most italian shit in the world is where it's an hour and a half long there's a guy making fresh mutts in a bowl yes yes there's yes, like, yes. There's like pasta stations being like you're like what are we eating for dinner at this yeah, point yeah. exactly it's the most so it's one of those and everything's mirrored like in the in oh, the hall i've been i went to all my college roommates weddings and they were all that so fucking elevators <laughs> rising yeah. them up fucking sparklers on the stairs as they walk down all that my sweet 16 shit my buddy comes up to me he goes uh jared what do you think of my best man speech you do this like Read it over for me. And I read it, and it looked like he Googled uh, offensive best man jokes. Like, that's what it looked like he Googled. Ugh. And and I go, dude, I, I don't want to, like, make you feel bad, but I go, this ain't going to fly. Like, it's just not going to go well. And he's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking He's just flipping out at me. I go, dude, I, I, I don't have, like, even that time, like, two years into comedy, I didn't have the words to, like, translate why this won't go well i just knew i was like i'd take this out i'd take this out i was like i would take a lot of this out i would actually throw this and he's like well no and then he like took out one line of like 30 I, so he goes up and it shows you how thin a line we're all walking because he goes <laughs> on stage and they go uh and now the best man and he goes and so they had two best men okay Ooh. So the Ooh. he was first, and then the guy's brother was second, his actual brother. So our friend gets up, and my buddies and I are all around a table. Like, we legitimately, we are. I told them, I go, this is gonna be bad, and they're like, what? And I go, I, go, I read it, it's gonna bomb, and we all start holding hands, giddy, because we're like so excited to watch our buddy bomb. 
And oh. he, the first line, he goes, Chris, thank you for making me your best man. I hope I can be your best man at your next wedding. Legitimately, the crowd sounded like someone got knocked out at an MMA match. They were like, oh, <laughs> oh, like what? Like no laughs. <laughs> No, no, just like just you're not supposed to mention anything about <laughs> other women in the no. fucking speech. And and we're like no one's laughing except for our table, like you know, doing like the closed mouth, like 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 wanting to laugh and then squeezing your buddy's thigh under the squeezing. table, like, oh. dude, exactly. And I remember it just goes downhill from there. The whole speech, no laughs. No, like lot, like the grandma being like, "What?" Like, like, like you know, people. Like, what's, why is he doing this? Like, and every joke was where. And so then again, take the thin line between funny and not funny because again. So then his brother gets the mic, and like he gets done. My buddy's like shaking, sweating. He knows it didn't go well. My his brother gets on the mic, who I know as well. And his first line, he goes, he goes, he goes. I was told the wedding, the best man speech should be as long as the first night of sexual activity. And he goes, "Thank you, everybody." Ends the speech, hits it out of the park. That's not even a good. That's like that's off the same website. He just chose the better, you know, joke, and it's like he nailed it. Everyone's laughing. The priest is like dying laughing. Like, like the grandma's like, "I fuck," you know, like just like such. I get that. Yeah, just like oh, he's gonna, he's not gonna last a long time. Like it is so funny how just the thin line, like everything we're talking about, is like the expectation reality, the thin line between funny, not funny. That shit right there is a uh, sliding doors episode. Like that's just like that one. The ne- the first guy goes on to like you go home and there's like is how he's being evicted from his apartment. <laughs> the other guy goes home and fucking there's like someone left ten G's on his porch. Like that just the lives just blossom in two completely different ways T- at that point. You're absolutely right. It was just such a like I and listen. I love people don't think men love judging weddings. I love judging. Bro, a it's my favorite as someone who. The thing was, uh, being a city boy, me and my wife got married at 29. All my other friends were mm-hmm. like owning homes in New Jersey and Staten Island and getting married at 24. Yeah. So by the time I got married, I had been to like a dozen weddings and had mad strong opinions on what <laughs> weddings should and shouldn't be. Sure. And I was I was a fucking uh, grooms not a groomzilla, but I was like. We're fucking, that's tacky. No fucking way. That's what so-and-so did. I'm going to leave names out of this in case (laughs) those guys listen, but I'm like, I'm not doing that shit that they did at their fucking whack-ass wedding. We're fucking doing this. That's why I watched that show, Four Weddings. You ever watch that show on TLC? No, no. Oh, dude. Four women go to each other's weddings, and they don't know each other, and they rate them. Oh, I love it. This is in my wheelhouse. Dude, they they do marathons all the time. It is the best show to watch with your girlfriend or your wife because you kind of like get a a window into how their sensibilities with all these things but also what the unfair part is that in the same show they'll be like now this is Andrea and Andrea's budget is $10,000 and you're like <laughs> okay and then they're like and this is Lisa her budget's $100,000 and you're like okay we're about to see Two totally different <laughs> weddings, and we're gonna Lisa, see. Lisa, you better shut the fuck up at <laughs> yeah. that wedding. You're not allowed to roast a ten thousand dollar wedding if you got a thousand percent more money than they do. That's what's so crazy <laughs> is they're like, I don't know about her dress, and it's like that's what she could fucking afford, you know? Like, it's like, and then the, the, it, it is also funny that like there'll be someone like I'm having a two thousand dollar wedding, and it's circus theme, and it's like. No, you're fucking not. You're having yeah. uh, uh, you're, you're, Just, you're have... having a cocktail hour for two. You're having two thousand dollars worth of fucking Labatt Blues in a cooler. Yeah. Just relax. It's just such a, it's a great show for like, especially because when you you said like I don't want to say their names, you can just sit on the couch and judge the fuck out of these people and give your real opinions. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Nothing is uh, weddings are so fucking fun. But the only thing more fun than a wedding is the Sunday, posts the Sunday morning brunch, post the Sunday morning brunch with all the family, and then you're driving home with your date, your wife, your partner, whoever, and you're like, 
that was fucking bullshit, right? It's it, like, it, yes. It's like, how fucking gross yeah. was the dad? How nasty was this? It's like, dude, they had one bathroom. Like, I just, like, you un unpack all this shit. It's the best. I, I actually think every wedding, instead of a family brunch, they should have a friend shit talking area set up. Oh, that is kind of like unspoken. There's like the table of like friends who are like, we should be in this corner because. I can't believe we were yeah. there last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We one time we left a wedding and then like everyone went to the beach together and like the beach just turned into this like, you know, like kibitz session. It felt like I was like my mom and all of my mom's friends. <laughs> like I was all of a sudden like an 80 year old Jewish woman. I'm like, can you believe the food? You know, like, uh, you can't call it a cocktail hour if it's only 40 minutes. <laughs> 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 just being shitty as hell yeah and you're and the best part is is like if you give a gift and travel and deal and rent a suit or buy a suit and get dressed up and get a hotel room you almost are allowed to be shit talking because you're like i'm a thousand dollars in on this project at this point you, i'm allowed to go like that fucking chicken was dry as fuck you fucking <laughs> <laughs> you do have a sense of entitlement Yes, and <laughs> especially those destination ones. Like, you do have like that moment. You're like, I'm allowed to talk shit. That I had a buddy um, who got married recently, and he he sent out. There was some sort of email where it's like, hey, like someone else sent out, um, like an email being like, hey, we could all give money to. We could all give money to like do the after party for. The uh, for the rehearsal, they were gonna have an after party after the rehearsal dinner, which I've never heard of, and, and they were like, "That's that's the way to ruin a amateur hour is partying too hard on a, a yeah. rehearsal dinner." You're right. That is full blown amateur hour because then you're hungover at the wedding and you're not getting the full fucking, or you showed your ass big time at the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Like I've been to weddings where the mom is mad at a friend of the like the mom of the bride is mad at a friend of the groom from the rehearsal dinner antics, and you're like. Dude, you can't get there till Saturday night. You can't be the, fucking out there showing your ass on Friday. They're almost on lookout for you. It's like they've been warned about you at the wedding. You know, they do that thing where they're like, oh, Jared, you know, like, keep eyes on Jared to, because he's the fuck up from the rehearsal dinner. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, all eyes are on me now. I'm fucked. I knew it. I, I can't even dance at this fucking wedding. <laughs> Uh, I called this episode football and swimming, so let's let's end on talking about that. This is like truly like we're two friends that were like, uh, yeah, they think we're gonna get along, those fucking idiots, and then we're like screaming about how much we love fucking dried salami, and like, <laughs> I, like I, whoever I would... whoever set us up is like, mm, I told you, and we're like, fine, fine, we like each know. other. <laughs> I I think it'd be I think it'd be funny if we just never talked about football and swimming at all, and you call it football and swimming and so like, and, <laughs> let's do it <laughs> and, and maybe we'll we'll get to it next time and we just never get to it we just this yeah. will be our thing football we talk about it a little bit too <laughs> we talk about it a little bit on the j train podcast yes. which brings us to the plug section j train podcast is one of your numerous podcasts and i don't say that judgmentally because I have three. I've had up to four at one point. So I get it. Wow. <laughs> I'm not booking anything else. So I got to just sit here and record. Yeah. Packing up a podcast is, is, is worse than a, than a move that didn't, you know, that, that didn't work out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather break up with my wife than end a no, podcast. I thought this was going to blow up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thought this was the one. <laughs> um, so t talk to me a little bit about your shows. I do J Train podcast. Go listen. I, I'm not sure if your episode's out because I get so kind of far ahead. Uh, we Same give here. we take emails from listeners, give advice. That's the show. And again, like kind of like the way we're talking here, like there's no judgment, that, but there's judgment. Like we're there to judge, but any email works. So yeah. I think that's more, why more you're more guiding someone towards the correct path using little maybe uh, some slight judgments here. Yeah, and there. We're, but, well, yeah, I, you're I, open minded for sure based on that one episode I listened to, which is the one I was in. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you I listened be... to half of it on Zoom <laughs> talking to you. Yeah, you're good. No, yours is a great episode because I I think the. The major thing with advice is that you sometimes, and the reason I think people write in is like sometimes you sit across from someone where their advice is about more about them than it is about you. And like since we don't know any of these people, 
we're giving an honest perspective that someone, you know, that that we really like it, you know, it sometimes it hurts to give a friend advice because you're like, I don't know how to say this to you. I don't want to see the pain in your eyes. And we luckily can just, you know, not do it to a stranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can just be, you know, kind of like just speak a little bit. You know, we make fun of it, but all, but also all emails are like taken seriously and a lot of it's dating and relationships. So, yeah, and you were great. And the show, and the show is very funny because you're hosting it and have Dude. great guests. Thank uh, you. And then you have You Up. I have the You Up podcast, which is purely dating and relationships. And I do everything starts at my Instagram and kind of goes out from there. So at Jared Fried on Instagram, that's the, that's the best place to find me and what I do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, Jared, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty, dude. This was an excellent time. Such a blast. We got to talk swimming and football next time. <laughs> yeah, dude, tune in for part two when we <laughs> actually get to swimming and football. As if anyone even wants to hear us talk about that, no less. It's like it's such a funny idea to be like, sorry we didn't get the football and swimming, and people are like, we don't give a shit about whatever. I don't, I'm not even listening to this podcast. Yeah. You guys are <laughs> What, what, if we, what if we came back and did football and swimming too and it was just more wedding chatter it's like why don't we just talk about weddings it's like yeah. no no we gotta get into football and swimming bro <laughs> Uh, I'm at Gabris on all social media. Listen to my other podcast, Action Boys. It's on Patreon, but we've got some free episodes listed there. Um, and uh, anything else you need to know is in the show notes or fucking in the tweet about this episode. Thanks for listening, and bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast.